We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. The ladies of Liberty, Amy Beth and Allison, are here as well. Sky's running the program and everyone else. Big Dave, Jeeves, Petroff, making sure we continue to broadcast over half the state of Alabama. And we appreciate you listening and being part of the show. We're talking about the Alabama Department of Public Health. Run by, the, what is his real name? The state health officer? Yes. Yeah. Unelected. Scott Harris. Bureaucrat. Metacrat. Picked and chose. Ooh, I like that. Metacrat. Educrat. Metacrat. Very, very good. The, um, so the way he is chosen, is it the Alabama Medical Association that chooses him? Yes. And then he's, they just put him in that role and I personally believe he didn't have all sorts of authority. Hold on. Here we go. <laughs> That's so Sorry, close. Sorry, on your microphone. But he had, he was given all this authority by the governor. Yes. I still say the governor could have just said, uh-uh. I mean, you know, you don't get a press conference. You don't get to say anything. You're, you're not, you know what I'm saying? Yes. There, there is a office, but giving, granting him the authority or allowing it to happen. And let's be honest, the judicial branch in this state went all with it as well. Because people brought suits and said, hey, this can't happen. Y'all can't do this. And they all did the, well, I'll get to it soon. And, you know, I'll get to it soon. We're almost to it. I'm very, we got a lot of cases here. I'm almost to it. Oh, now we've got the case. Oh, COVID's over. Sorry. That's what they did. And they, and they let the government be completely out of control. And then after it got back under control, naturally... Then they said, nah, well, you know, it doesn't really matter anymore. So so where There's, are we today? Oh, this is bad news, guys. This is really bad news. This is one of those things where I hope, we hope, that everybody listening, if perhaps this is your first bit of political activism, that you'll choose that this is your subject. Because here's what they're doing. The Department of Public Health is holding a public hearing to propose new rule changes that carry the weight of law, which would add the coronavirus to the list of mandatory reportable infections in the state, which means that if it's passed, this new rule would require under penalty of arrest, imprisonment, and fine every physician, dentist, nurse, ME, medical examiner, hospital administrator, nursing home administrator, lab director, school principal, child care, Head Start, to report a positive COVID test or even a presumed positive diagnosis without a test to the ADPH within 24 hours. And the reports shall include a minimum of personal information like, because all this is necessary, your name, your date of birth. Oh, got to include race. Mm. Got it, because that matters. It absolutely, that yes. matters. Yep, so much. We got to see how uh, much white privilege is in the state. So that there's health equity. Your address, you know? your phone numbers, your health condition, the date of infection, lab results, and date of diagnosis. So how, how, would, a, how would a daycare know that? How would a daycare know your lab results, your date of diagnosis? How would they even know if you really, I mean, because that was one of the lists, wasn't yes, it? Child care yes. providers? Is that babysitters? So you have 
babysitters. We've got pudding cup millennials who are going to go, oh, yes, let me report, good sir, because I'm an apparatchik. And I'm going to tell you that this little baby has just been diagnosed with COVID instead of doing the common sense thing and just keeping the child home. Right. I'm going to report it to you and I'm going to give you all the information you need to know so that you can report it does to the, the ADPH. Does the Alabama Department of Public Health, do they, do they have this kind of authority? I mean, I guess they do. I think it's one of these situations where, God, which founding father said that, that our form of government was for a moral... Jefferson. Religious people. Was it Jefferson that said it? Or, or Madison? Franklin, maybe or Madison. Madison. Maybe Madison. But, but, I'm untrustworthy but, but today. But we're not. So we give these entities, because let's be honest, a lot of these powers were given to things like the Department of Public Health for tuberculosis outbreaks. Um, back when there might have been, you know, some terrible plague, a, a legitimate terrible plague. Right. And so we give them this power, which comes with great responsibility, to quote who? Peter Parker? Or Peter Parker's uncle? And that was from, good. I from, watched from, that. From Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yes. Great power comes, comes great, great responsibility. Re- yes. I thought that was Ronald Reagan. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Spider-Man said it. I think Spider-Man said it first. Um, so they, they, they are supposed to control themselves. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're supposed to say, okay, we've got this power, we've got this authority, authority but that's only to be used when... The apocalypse is upon us, basically. And now they've decided, well, I've got this power. I'll just, I'll just use it when I want to. I'll just, I'll just make these I'll rules. Do what I want. I'll do what I want, which, which shows we do not have any restraint anymore. Our, our bureaucrats want to go up to the very edge. How much power do I have and how do I utilize it instead of I have this power in case I need it? it it's, it's exactly like having a weapon. Right. You don't brandish the weapon just because you have it. You don't pull it out every time you you know you get in an argument where how do I make people do something that's unnecessary just because I can? Here's my question. Sense? Like I, I know we we have more to. Well, it's just obvious how infuriating and insane this is. But just quick question: mm-hmm. If they're still running all these tests. Because Chris says, if you run a test, you're going to find something. Mm-hmm. So why are you even testing? Testing is useless. Is there a way that we could trace to find out if Scott Harris and the people at ADPH have any stock options involved in the Binex now or any of those kind of tests that they're wanting to use to find out if these people have COVID? You can find that out. I, mean, I, think, that'd be, time. I think that would be interesting if our very astute audience would find out what kind of financial connections they have because there surely by now has to be some kind of financial incentive for them to keep it going. Is it the money they're still getting from the government because they're still doing all the COVID nonsense? Is it personal and they're thinking we're not going to find it, but they have investment options in all the COVID testing? Is it that they have bought into labs that are doing some of the research? Like, I want to know why this is continuing it's so much deeper and so much more insidious do they still get federal money based on how many alabamians going. have covid yeah you know well, what i'm saying i've got i've got an answer to how this can happen because it the legislature makes the laws but mm-hmm. just like joe biden has executive powers mm-hmm. he can write up an executive order it's why nobody really can do anything about the border 
until he changes his mind, not right. even Congress. Right. The same thing is in Alabama. So Scott Harris has the ability through emergency powers given to him through the govern governor's office. That um, he declares the emergency, though, doesn't that he? That he declares the emergency. It's this very weird relationship between the two. But even if you're not under an emergency order, these things can become law through a public hearing and basically administrative code. So this public hearing is on December 13th, and we'll give you details on that after the right break. Right before Christmas. Right before Christmas, which I think it's a great distraction. But as we go to break, we'll come back and finish this. I am wondering, is this being pushed by the governor's office? Mm. I don't know. William, William wants to weigh in, so... Uh, William, you'll be up on the other side right there in that short segment if you can stick with us because I want to hear what you have to say. Man, it's just annoying. It's unbelievable. Why can't they just... Hey, but don't forget, just a few weeks ago, they were still telling people to get their COVID shots. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Let's go right out to William. William's been patient and... Uh, it's all good. Yeah, it sounds like water's running. William, welcome to the program. I hope you're well. Hey, the same for you guys. I hope you're having a great day. Um, we I, are. Best day of my life. <laughs> Glad to hear you talking about this subject today because uh, I've been in touch with Dr. Harris several times uh, by email. I'll be glad to give out his email if it's okay with you. Oh, he's fine. He's a public official. I mean, he is the state health officer. He should hear. And he represents every one of us. So I think that's probably fine. Exactly. Uh, well, I'll do that at the end because uh, we, we really need to put the pressure on him. He has the potential to really get out of control again. Um, but I have presented, I've presented to him many, many valid points about how he's been wrong on everything and he's completely unwilling to uh, offer any accountability or to offer any valid science to refute my point. And, uh, William, in, in I, fact, I know for a fact that he was part of a group or commissioned a group to look at the efficacy of face masks for COVID. Mm -hmm. Also know for a fact that the group told him that they were useless. <laughs> and he knew that. It was his own group that he asked. And they still let everybody in the state be told they had to wear masks. So right. you're not telling me anything that, that surprises me at all. Did he, did he respond to you? He responded responded without um I'm sorry, can you guys hear me all right? I'm getting some We can yes. you sound you sound fantastic. Okay. He hasn't given in, given me any substantial response, let's put it that way. He's uh basically just told me the same thing the C D C and all those guys wanna tell us all the time. And, uh, been just a pound sand. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, in, in a in, yeah with a little sugar on top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, William, but, why um, do you think that is? Why do you think he's unwilling to look at facts or alternative information? Well, there's only two options in my mind. One is he's just that clueless. The other one is he's complicit. 
Mm. But either option, he doesn't need to be in that position. If you're clueless, you're inept and you need to resign. If you are evil and part of this plan to destroy Alabama, America, then you should resign too. Well, William, let me ask you a question, a a political question or a viewpoint question. Um, Do you think that the governor, well, do you think we should scrap the way we do, way we elect, the way we appoint the state health officer and have a state health officer that answers to someone, at least appointed by the governor, um, instead of the way we've got this set up? I see my legislator on a regular basis, and I have told him we need to do that very thing. We need to have our state health officer to be very accountable to the people and to other elected officials. William, do you remember that Senator Sam Gavan last session had a bill that would do just that, and there was a total meltdown in Montgomery and pushback? He actually said it was going to be House Bill Number Two that Senator Stutz was going to, or Senate Bill Senator Stutz was going to file his school choice bill as Senate Bill One. Neither of those happened, but maybe it's time we reach back out to Senator Gavan and just see what his plans are if he's going to refile, or if uh, the medical community Massa just happened to kind of get to him and squash the whole thing. But something has to be done because this right here can get out of control. And I just want to tell everybody the public hearing, and this is part of being able to pass this into quote law, it has to go before a public hearing and be voted on. Wednesday, December 13th, 2201 Monroe Street, Montgomery, Alabama, the RSA Tower, training room 982. 9 a.m. on Wednesday, December 13th. If you can be there, everybody show up. William, thanks, buddy. We appreciate you. We got to take a break. Golly, only an hour left of the show. We'll be right back. Welcome back in, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio, powered by 1819 News. I am Scott Beeson. The, um, William didn't stick with us, did he? Uh, I believe William is still available. Uh, let's check. Okay, because I know he wanted to be able to give a, a way to contact um, Scott yeah. Harris's office. I'm, so, William, I didn't know if you stuck with us or not when the computers came I'm, up. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate I'm it. Here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, sir, I can. Okay. All right. I, I just really want to emphasize everybody needs to, to uh, make this a priority and uh, Try to get some kind of accountability, but uh, his email is Scott.Harris, Scott.Harris at ADPH.State.AL.US. Let me do that one more time. So it's Scott.Harris at ADPH.State.AL.US. You You got got it. it, William. William, we appreciate you, brother. Stay in touch. Thank you. Thank you. This public hearing thing that you were talking about, Allison, um, 9 o'clock, right before Christmas, (laughs) December the what? 13th. Next Wednesday. The 13th. Next Wednesday. Um, (laughs) Totally purposeful. Yeah, but I mean, these government agencies don't care what, you know, you can have, I mean, I want people to go for sure, but... They don't go. Well, Scott Harris knows how upset the people mm-hmm. of the state are with him. 
the governor knows how upset the people of the state are with Scott Harris. And he's just rolling like, like you said, I, I do what I want. And um, I think William put it pretty well. It was either, what was it, corrupt or clueless. I mean, I don't see another way around it. And you know the funny thing is that these politicians get so dug in, they don't understand that if they would operate with a little humility and say, we just really didn't know at the time, then we would be for them. And not, not, not necessarily for all the things that they did, but just a little bit of humility rather than the hubris that we're dealing with from them constantly. Now what we're asking our audience is to go and show up next Wednesday at 9 a.m. in the RSA building in the training room. Anybody who is within the sound of our voice that has been showing up at Prattville, that has been showing up at various libraries around the state, to show up in that room at that public hearing, and then we are going to do our best to beat the drum through next week and then beyond after we find out what happens, mm -hmm. because that's why we have this opportunity. We don't take it lightly, but if he is able to do these things, it will change the fabric of healthcare, and we cannot allow that to happen. Scott, do you really, like from your time in the legislature, do you really not think that public pressure and public exposure to and a, public to accountability? A, to elected officials, yes. But who does Scott Harris answer to? He doesn't answer to me. He doesn't answer to you. It doesn't matter if, if two million people in the state say he's got to go. He answers to the board at the medical association. Who, who, the problem. who chose him? Mm. Now we're asking about well, who makes money where? I mean, I don't know if it's power or if it's money or what, but you know, any any time someone doesn't, they answer to the people they answer to. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Elected officials answer to the voters, or at least to the people who got them elected, who spend the money to get them elected, and sometimes they ignore the voters because they know they got the big money, big pockets, the big the big mules or whoever supporting them. But in Scott Harris's case, he answers to the medical association, which is the problem with the way that is set up. There is no one, there's no way for the voter to get to him. There's no check or balance on him. And, and it's fascinating to me. It's almost as if he has decided, well, yes, I was, maybe he knows he was wrong on COVID. Maybe, maybe he doesn't. But just continuing on is is fascinating. And then, like I said, when I was looking up the ADPH, when y'all started talking about it, I ran across a, a news story in one of the central Alabama, the River Region um, television stations, WSFA, Sky, and four weeks ago, they had an article about ADPH urging vaccinations against respiratory illnesses. That's the headline. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, you said respiratory illnesses. Are you, are you including COVID? So I go to the article. Absolutely. COVID-19 and flu shots are available for those six months, six months old and older. I would like to let you know that they're also wrapped around basketball goals in gyms around the state. They College use the gyms sponsored around money. 
the state ADPH to tell get your vaccine to still get all vaccinated. And don't forget Elmo and his dad on television. <laughs> That's right. Is that Did still happening it? too? I saw it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and I don't watch that much television, but uh, so so let me let's it's, go to it's James too. By the way, you know, mm-hmm. well, Elmo's dad explains it and how it's so important to get that COVID shot. I just want to put in perspective. This is how I think of Scott Harris. You think of a doctor, a medical professional who's been to medical school, who's mm-hmm. so much smarter than you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, he has shown his true colors. He is not an independent thinking doctor of medicine. He is the Anthony Fauci of Alabama. And when these decisions are being made, you need to think of Anthony Fauci. Mm -hmm. He is controlled by the CDC. He does whatever they say. The FDA, Pfizer. He does not have, I have not seen one thing since COVID that Scott Harris has done that says that he has the best interests of the people of Alabama in mind at all. There's a loyalty there. I've seen situations where people with power um, decide that maybe they're more loyal to their organization, maybe it's the school board, than they are to the voters. They're more loyal to the legislature than they are to the people. And it's easy for, and, th- and I think that's how they rationalize what they're doing. They're like, but I'm looking out for the, I'm looking out for the organization. Mm. And I'm, I'm looking out for this because, and, and just think about it. What would happen if they if they totally destroyed the Alabama Department of Public Health? We could have a health crisis. So I will save it. And maybe it's not it. But that's one of the ways that people rationalize and they're able to pat themselves on the back and say, I'm an honorable person because I'm standing for this group. I'm standing for the board. I'm standing for the city. Mm. And people get left out when they start doing that. So I, I get the feeling that there's there's some of that there, but I do know enough behind the scenes to know that he has been straight up told some of the things that he advocated and allowed the people of Alabama or forced the Alabama, people of Alabama to go through, um, he knew better. So maybe he's not a quick learner or maybe he he's not self-confident. Or maybe no, time he, is up for that. Yeah. Time, like, you've had enough time to self-correct. He, he, the, the dumbest person yeah. could Here's have figured the deal. it out by now. Good Communists say it's, good for, it's for the good of the people. Okay, that's the communist mm-hmm. mindset. Right. For the good of the people, whatever. So whenever you see that, James Lindsay says that often, run. But number two, you're exactly right. So now what he's telling us and, and trying to corral us into obedience and submission is that he knows better. Time is up for that. We have the data. Mm-hmm. He is willing to put people's lives at risk so that they can continue the COVID lie. And I just That's want, the worst kind of person. Yeah. I want to remind the people that are listening, though, that you, like, think critically. Because we all get in this mindset and still, and it's changed a lot, that the government is out there actually with our best interests in mind. It's not true. So when COVID first came out, remember Scott Harris put out this edict, these rules that all schools must follow, these quarantining rules, Mm -hmm. these vaccination rules. If you're vaccinated, you only have to quarantine for five days. If you're not, it's 10 days and you have to report and you have to do all these things. Okay. So good little obeying Alabamians are like, oh, this is law. He's a health officer. Right. He knows. I don't know because I'm just working. That is total bull. And actually, one of the first things we did at local Alabama is we wrote up this letter explaining that these 
recommendations from Scott Harris and the ADPH are just that. They're just recommendations. You do not have to follow them by law. And we sent out this letter and everybody could personalize it to send to their state or their local school boards. Uh-huh. Explaining to the local school board that, hey, you might choose to do the same stupid things that Scott Harris is saying, Mm -hmm. but you need to go on record because he does not decide for our local community. So, And the school boards went out and said, well, no, the state health officer says. Exactly. And 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 private schools do the the, same thing, by the way. That's how we met in the first place. Or we answered to the State Department of Education, and the State Department of Education said, hey, we're going to follow Scott Harris. So it was everybody saying, well, I've got to do it, instead of going... No, right. we're not doing that. And and a lot of people learn their lesson, but... Not but enough. I think it's kind of like showing up next Wednesday. You make them look you in the eye. You make Scott Harris look at all those people that show up and say, screw you. Right. I don't care. Right. And that's what we did with that letter that we sent out to our school boards. Mm-hmm. Hey, really, you have the power. What are you going to do? You put them to have to answer to you. Don't let them blame it on some bureaucrat. But don't forget the term, the Rams. That's right. Yeah, but if you put enough Rams out there, yeah. But I'm, I'm talking maybe about we can cause the, the scene. The elitists, though, go, oh, look at the Rams. They're so stupid. I mean, but it's, at it's the end, just, they don't like the attention of the Rams. No, they don't like to be outed by the Rams. But they'll go right back to their they'll go right back to their little group that'll say, "Oh, you're the smartest." Yes, those Rams are stupid. I think what we're playing for, and I'm sorry, I got really fired up, but <laughs> I think what we're playing for. Is yeah, they might ignore us, but we're we're trying to extend the time for more facts. I mean, look at how many things have come out. Yeah. How many people have realized they were stupid? Mm-hmm. We all were for years, and so that's what we're playing for. We're playing for time to continue to get the facts out to so, maybe have so maybe a some more people can something. get red peeled. Yeah, let's go out to James. James has been very very patient. James, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Scott. Hey, James. Here, here's what I'll tell you. Okay. There's a solution for all of these problems that Mr. Harris, Scott Harris, is concerned about. Here's what we do. We all stay away from each other for 14 days. Okay. And we okay. stand six feet apart from one another. Okay. And we get those M95 or whatever those masks are, the bird beaks, that <laughs> I still see people wearing uh, solitary in the vehicle by themselves. Right. As they run up and down the highway. Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm taking notes here. Are you getting Four, all this down, Scott? 14 days. That's a great He's idea. He's taking good notes. 14 okay. days. And as, 16. Soon, as soon as those so-called vaccines, which are not really vaccines, they are uh, mRNA experimental drugs is what they are. They're trying mm-hmm. to break down everybody's immune system so they continue to keep us on Big Farmer's plan for our okay. own demise. But if we will all get on board and do that heavy lifting for just 14 days, this will all go away. That is a great idea. This is what we were all told three (laughs) years ago. And for those of you who cannot comprehend, and I know that doesn't include anybody there to staff, we were lied to. We were lied to. We were lied to. Scott, what was it? We were lied to. Yes, we were (laughs) lied to. Some of us understood that we were lied to from the get-go. That six feet apart, when you're talking about, excuse me for getting excited, but when you're talking about something that's so-called airborne, 
and you're going to mask up and stand six feet apart, that's assuming that it's no place else but just in your lungs. It's not on your clothing. It's not in your hair. So when you go home and you take this mask off, assuming you do go home and take it off, then you don't have to worry about, you know, walking and sterilizing everywhere you are on your body and all the surfaces that you've come in contact with or not come in contact with because you're not six feet away from the whole planet. That's right. James, we appreciate it, brother. I'm just remembering three numbers. 14, 6, and 1. Solve all your problems. We'll be back. Welcome back to the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Welcome back to Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Powered by 1819 News. If you're enjoying this radio show as well as all the other content put out by 1819 News, you can support that work by going to 1819news.com. <laughs> and becoming a member today. 1819 News is your citizen-supported truth-teller shining the light on what's happening in the state, uncovering corruption, celebrating the good... <laughs> Celebrating the good, the true, and the beautiful America. Support (laughs) nonprofit journalism that represents your values, America, today. Become an It needs a name. Is it Sandy? Is it? Whatever y'all say. Sandy Cheeks. Sandy Sandy Cheeks will come out to play about once a week. (laughs) And if if she's well received, she'll come back because there's another time I have to tell you about the tornado that landed in front of our trailer. And uh, my first house was, so um, when I was a little girl. So I have respect for that, but I just, I didn't. I didn't see what happened. And uh, and so they just, you know, it just sat down right here in front of us. <laughs> so I got to go back there and help mom and daddy. And uh, I'll be back. She's, She's good. So in character, y'all. I wish she you could see. She needs to stick with that every so often. Oh, no doubt about that's it. That's hysterical. Sandy Cheeks. What's her last name? Sandy Cheeks Swashbuckler. Cheeks is her last name. Oh, uh, well, I'm just, we're making for our, for our character. Oh, 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 for this. Oh, uh, <laughs> She's crying. Know. That's okay. hysterical. Sorry. Was get so it out. Good. That was the pit up frustration, Allison and <laughs> that Scott, was for so good. the last six days of oh, my life. God. Nice. Let's go to Clark. Oh, Thanks, everybody. Clark, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Did I lose Clark? I'm sorry. I've got Charles. Oh, Charles I of Duany. Charles of First, welcome to the program. Well, thanks for having me on. Uh, hello, ladies, Scott, everybody. Um, good morning. I was going to. Now you need to let P. Eyes and Ivy on there to do that, or or Professor Democritus. Yes. But, um, yes. The, uh, what I wanted to say was some some things about uh, the Scott Harris situation. Maybe help get people over there to the meeting. Yeah. We got to look at the connection that I've talked about before between UAB, who who is now the Fauci lady, is from there, who was nothing but an aide. 
specialist back in the day. That's what she did. I can't think of her name. And remember that I told you there was a connection that before he became the state health officer, he was doing the free clinics, and the money from the free, free mm. clinics was connected to UAB. Mm, so you've got okay. a super huge U, UAB connection. Then the next thing that I wanted you to remember is January of, I want to say, 2025, by default, if the president doesn't say, uh, you know, abort it, we are stuck with the World Health Organization telling us what to do in one of those situations. The, the next thing is I wanted to ask you, um, can the legislature do anything to take power from Scott Harris? Is it a constitutional thing that keeps him in there? Because there have been constitutional things that I know of for a fact that shouldn't have been changed that they got around. And the next thing is, if they can't, can they make absolutely sure that he receives no monies from drug companies or medical persons due to his position? I, I don't know about that one, but the legislature can change that office, the state health officer's office, for sure. And um, so... The fact that that has not been done yet is is shameful, and maybe maybe this latest you know just extra escapade will force the legislature to do something. I mean, for them to say that the medical association is the are the only people in the state who can pick a good state health officer is ridiculous, mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous. If I was governor, I would simply call couple of doctors that I trust and say, hey, who would be good at this job? That's how you do it. That's how football coaches do it. That's how football coaches who win national championships find coaches. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's sad that the legislature has let this go on. And, um, and I think Allison is right. They, they do that because they're afraid of the medical association, mm. which I, well, I do I- not understand. Well, I think when you get down to the nitty-gritty on the majority mm-hmm. majority of our problems that, that, that come back to it, this is a hardcore one here with Scott Harris, but when you look at 90% of our problems, it has to do with the people that influence our legislature, the money donors, the AEAs, the... Are you getting me here? Yeah, well, no, I, I, I agree. I agree, because if, if we were in a void where the legislature only heard from the people... If they literally were making their own decisions, we would have a lot fewer problems. That's a a great point, Charles I. And and, and if we could just create that as an occurrence. You know, I noticed that sometimes these uh, persons running for office, they'll say, I got the most money from donors. Well, I'd be ashamed of that. I would be, I've got to be beholding to these persons. Why would you have me be in office. I'm the one that owes the most. But they act like they wear a badge of honor with a tag on their vest. I mean... Well, um, you think about it. it Charles the first one, we're going to have to go. But you're right. I mean, the, the article will come out and say, um, you know, Jethro Bodine raised the most money. He just started running three weeks ago, and he's already raised $75,000. I'm like, wow, man. And we all hear that as, wow, the people in his district must love him usually it's the special interest love him. I so. think I think in the new, in newspaper two days before you vote, it should be who gave the money that was a big donor over $10,000 and with that person's name listed at it. 
Fair enough. Thanks, Charles the First. We appreciate you, buddy. Take care. Good call. Yes, Al. I got some breaking news, and y'all are going to be shocked. Okay. What? Kevin McCarthy is resigning. What? By the end of the year. What? Really? He's out. And, you know, Patrick McHenry. Is he out, too? McNugget announced yesterday he was not running for re-election. So what's the scandal behind it all? I don't know. Uh, is there a 16-minute-old article? What if it is so that the Republicans don't have enough votes to actually be in charge? Which is what I think part of getting rid of uh, Little Fibber Boy DeSantis. was. Mm. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on this episode of Alabama Unfiltered. <laughs> 